I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together, we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Don't ever question the results of an election. That's treasonous. Also, we have to have a hard talk about confronting people in public. And finally, puppies. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. Election fraud, questioning the election, election integrity, treason, coup. You've heard so many things over the past few weeks. Let's address a couple things right now. First of all, 
People have been talking endlessly about Sidney Powell. She's an attorney. She was General Flynn's attorney. And she's out there on the right making the most extreme claims. Is that what we want to say? She's out there making claims of millions of votes were switched by the computer system, so on and so forth. Okay, that's Sidney Powell. Let's come back to people on the left who are all saying there was no voter fraud. Anyone who even suggests there's voter fraud is an idiot and this is treasonous and you're a psychopath and just calm down and let Joe Biden come in. Let's address the Sidney Powell thing, first of all. I don't know about her claims. I don't have any idea. She's never worked for Donald Trump's legal team. She has a statement out right now that says, and I say, quote, I agree with the campaign statement that I'm not part of the campaign's legal team. I never signed a retainer agreement or sent the president or the campaign a bill for my expenses or fees. My intent has always been to expose all the fraud I could find and let the chips fall where they may, whether it be upon Republicans or Democrats. We the people elected Donald Trump and other Republican candidates to restore the vision of America as a place of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, end quote. Now, what I've seen is Every single person on the left and every single politician and pundit on the right say that Sidney Powell is some con artist, right-wing nutjob who's lying to everybody. Let me be clear about something. I don't have any idea about the election fraud claims that are out there. None of them. Obviously, there's got to be some because of everything we've seen. How much of it, I don't know. Were the computer systems hacked? I I don't know. That sounds wild to me. Maybe they were. I don't know. But I do want to clarify this before we move on. Sidney Powell is not an idiot. Uh, We have interviewed her on this show before. I've interviewed her on the radio before. This is a woman who is maybe one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. Is there a chance that she's just gone off the deep end and making stuff up? Of course there's a chance. I haven't spoken to her in forever. I just want to clarify... Every time we choose this one person and decide one person, because we've done this as a society before, is an absolute nutball with no idea what they're talking about, sometimes that person does have an idea. So I don't know what's real or what's not, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you I do. All I hear is what you hear. 8,000 news stories, videos. I'm looking at evidence here. Then the next guy says there's never been evidence. And then someone else says, oh, but what about this? And someone else says that's already been debunked. We will sift through it. We will let the courts work it out and figure out what's what. I'm here to give you the honest truth. Remember, I'm not your mommy. I'm your daddy. I think Joe Biden's going to be president. I think that is by a mile the likely scenario. Not because I'm saying there was no fraud. There almost undoubtedly was. There's fraud in every single election. I think Joe Biden's going to be president because unwinding these things when it's already going that way, very, very, very difficult. Let's just be clear about that. But I see so much of this in the media, and I just, man, look at this. The Trump team's argument to the public that millions of votes were stolen through election software is quite literally insane. It is the upside down. Wild invocations of Hugo Chavez and George Soros. No evidence, no proof. Emily Murphy's legacy will be written in stone tomorrow, in all likelihood. What will that legacy be? And how many more of you watching this here in Washington, D.C. are willing to have your legacies be that you played a role in what will inevitably be recorded by history as a clownish, failed, 
and please God, we hope, nonviolent coup. Clownish coup. Insane. I mean, you can't, you can't talk about Hugo Chavez affecting an election, right? You can't talk about a foreign country, a foreign leader affecting an American election. That would be insane talk. I mean, my goodness, this is America. And in the United States of America, we don't do things like question the integrity of an election or say some foreign power, some foreign leader decided the election? That would be insane talk, isn't it? Well, that's weird, because... Well, I guess I remember all this. Uh, This week, we saw cold, hard evidence of the Trump campaign, indeed the Trump family, eagerly intending to collude, possibly, with Russia, a hostile foreign power, to influence American elections. In the month, again, as we celebrate the courage of our founders, Republicans in Congress have become enablers of the Trump-Russia assault on our democracy. The president uh, can't distinguish between any allegations of conspiracy against his campaign uh, and the broader problem of Russia continuing to interfere in our elections. Uh, Dan Coats said this week that Russian efforts are pervasive in terms of their social media campaign to divide us. That's going to continue to the election. Uh, We see that the Russians are again trying to spearfish and potentially hack election campaigns. The only element we have not seen to date, as Director Ray said, is the hacking of voter registration databases or voter equipment. But as uh, our intelligence chief said, that's just one keystroke away. I've asked for, and our Democrats on the Judiciary Committee have asked for the Inspector General to do a complete and thorough report about anyone, anyone at all, interfering with this investigation. Once we get those facts, we can then consult some of the great legal minds and uh, come to a conclusion. Our intelligence community just came out and said in the last few days that The Kremlin, meaning Putin and the Russian government, are directing the attacks, the hacking on American accounts to influence our election. And WikiLeaks is part of that, as are other sites where the Russians hack information. We don't even know if it's accurate information. And then they put it out. We have never in the history of our country been in a situation where an adversary, a foreign power, is working so hard to influence the outcome of the election. And believe me, they're not doing it to get me elected. They're doing it to try to influence the election for Donald Trump. There is overwhelming consensus in the community and overwhelming evidence supplied by the community that Russia did engage in an effort to impact on the elections. There is no evidence that they actually tamper with voting booths or tamper with voting rolls, but there is clear evidence that they, in fact, were engaged in activities designed to try to impact on the outcome of the election. Hmm. So we can question. I just, I'm trying to figure out the rules. Is it is it treasonous to, to question it? Or is that just the way... But obviously, I'm being tongue-in-cheek about the whole thing. Let's be, uh, let's be honest with each other about where we are. 
And then you and I have to have a serious talk tonight, not only here in the next segment, about what we believe. Here's where we are. We are in a place where leftists are in such control of the system, so much control of the media, entertainment, music, education. They own it all. They own it all. They own the entire federal government. That now, anything that doesn't result in a win for the left will be treated as some horrific cancer that must be cut out of the body immediately by any means necessary. Leftists to this day will defend their embarrassing behavior during Trump's presidency as, wow, that was an extreme situation. Clearly we had to get rid of that. You understand. To this day they'll do it. And anything that gets leftists back in power? Wow, that was obviously on the up and up. These elections are on the up and up. Why would you question that? (laughs) My question to you is this. Setting aside the facts of fraud, don't fraud, I'm not asking you to work that out. What are you prepared to do? What are you prepared to say over the next four years of likely President Joe Biden? I ask you this because I've been asking myself this a lot. What if, fair or not, what if Joe Biden gets in there and he's president of the United States? What is he to you? What are you going to say? Are you going to say he's my president? Are you going to do what they did and say it's four years of not my president? Is he going to be illegitimate Chinese spy president Joe Biden to you? Because let's, let's be clear about something. If things are going to be equal then this is what should be happening right now. Donald Trump should have the FBI go to the FISA court, get a wiretap, spy on Joe Biden's campaign, then have people in Joe Biden's transition team arrested, just like General Flynn did. Then we should have a special prosecutor appointed for two years to investigate Joe Biden and China's collusion. Even when that turns out to nothing like the Russian collusion did, we'll say he was a Chinese president. Then when that's over, we should eavesdrop on a phone call and impeach him for it. And if you're not comfortable with that because you just want the noise to stop, which I understand, I, I, I do get that. That's the mentality most people have. If you're not comfortable with that, then let me ask you this. What do you think is going to make leftists stop? Setting aside the American left for a moment, I want you to think about leftists throughout the history of mankind, everywhere they've ever popped up in the various socialism, communism forms throughout history. Tell me one time, I read a lot of history, tell me one time leftists have ever looked around and thought, you know, I'm done. That's actually enough power for me. I'm I'm good. They can't do it. Leftists do not stop for any reason, ever. The only way leftists have ever stopped is because somebody stopped them. That's all. It is not a political persuasion. It's not a political ideology. It is a religion of domination. So let me ask you again. Are you prepared to do something, anything, to make them live under their own rules for the next four years? Are you ready for it? I'm not saying you should be. Let me clarify. I'm not saying you should be. I don't know that I want you to be that. And let me tell you something. This conversation is going to get more difficult next segment as well. As we talk about the governor of New Jersey being accosted in public. Oh, you think this is uncomfortable. It's about to get worse here in a few minutes. But let me ask you. What are you comfortable with? What do you think we should do?
I don't know that I want to do four years of illegitimate Chinese President Joe Biden. I don't know that I want to do that. But I'll tell you one thing I do know, and this is a fact, and you're going to have to make your own choices on this. I do know for a fact I am not doing four years of, well, let's just, we'll just go back to the drawing board, and he's President Joe. Hey, let him operate in peace. It's okay. No, 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 no. You don't get four years of peace after the four years you just gave us. Absolutely not. Nope. Either everybody is going to resist all the time, or nobody is. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, here's the thing about natural medicines and holistic healing solutions. They've been known to help alleviate things like anxiety, like sleeplessness, like joint pain. And I realize there are a bunch of different CBD options to choose from. You can't drive five feet down the road without running into a new CBD store. Little handmade signs on the side, CBD here, uh, buy CBD at the gas station. Oh, look, another little place in a strip mall. I better go get CBD there. Please stop for a moment. They're all not going to the same CBD plant and pulling out the same CBD. I promise you that. Doctors Trusted CBD Company has partnered with the best CBD people in the industry to make sure they only give you the highest quality. So stop shopping around. Stop buying it at the local gas station. Go to DoctorsTrustedCBD.com and buy some. They even partnered with Be Best Organics, made in the USA, and they test every batch. DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Promo code is JESSE. That gets you free shipping and 10% off. We'll be back. This video should be an infomercial for New Jersey. Now, full disclosure, I realize New Jersey gets a bad rap sometimes on the American stage, but if you want a slice of pizza, a sandwich, if you want people who will give you the truth right between the eyes in uncomfortable ways, New Jersey might just be the place for you. Now, let's clarify what we're about to see in this video. New, Jer New Jersey's governor is some idiot by the name of Phil Murphy. Obviously, he's a New Jersey governor, which probably means he belongs in prison or something. But, but, he's been all about the lockdown life. Lockdown this, close this business there, wear your mask. Oh, Thanksgiving's canceled. Can't do this, can't do that. Going all in on the coronavirus stuff. We remember the big controversy he had with the Atlas Gym. Some private gym owner got shut down. Murphy's sending the police. It was, it was, so this guy's gone all in, all in. A bunch of New Jersey people out. They see Governor Murphy, who has lectured everybody about crowds, can do this, can't do that. They find him at a table with his family, but a large table and a large family. And I'm about to show you what ensues, but let me clarify, because I realize this is a family show. You watch with your kids. It always will be a family show. Give the production staff a silent salute tonight because they had to spend about nine hours beeping out all the curse words. As I said, this is New Jersey, but here it is. Oh, my God. Hey, how you doing? Oh, my God, Murphy. How you doing? such a You're having you fun with your family. In the meantime, you're having all kind of other no, no, I'm not drunk, as a matter of fact. Well, can you put your mask on? You can go f yourself. How's that? Well, you I don't need a mask on. You know why I don't need a mask? Because there ain't nothing I like wrong with me. I like your Trump focus. You're 
I love how he puts the mask on at the end. <laughs> All right. Setting the greatness of that video aside. I know you're cheering. I'm cheering. I loved it. How do you feel about it? Keep in mind, I'm anti-politician. I'm definitely anti-Democrat politician. I'm all about free citizens exercising their rights. But just you and me talking. How do you feel about cussing out a man, sitting there with the wife, the kids, having a meal? And I'll tell you this. I think it's probably the way forward, and I don't like it. Is that a chicken way around it? Because that's where I sit right now. I don't want, I, I, it would never occur to me personally to approach a politician. You take the one I hate the most. It would never occur to me to approach him in public, period, really. I just, it just doesn't, eh. If we want to have a private conversation, that's one thing. But to walk up to someone and yell at him and cuss at him, this is not my thing. I, I definitely would never approach somebody sitting there with his wife, kiddos. That's, that's a big time no for me. But, and I need to stress this, a couple things. Remember, and I was going to play this long video for you. I decided not to do it. But I just remember, we had four years, four years of Democrats, of political pundits screaming, get in their faces, get in people's faces, make them uncomfortable, get in their faces, don't let them eat, no justice, no peace. You know, Sarah Huckabee, you remember that whole controversy, Sarah Huckabee out to eat with her family, got run out of the place by a bunch of live nut jobs. Four years of that. What do you want to give back? And what's the right thing to do? What's the wrong thing to do? Because I, I think we get confused on this sometimes, especially because we're a Christian nation, and we're on the right, so whatever your personal beliefs are, on the right, Christianity has much more of a firm hold on it. And so we get this feeling sometimes of, you know, getting in someone's face, being cold, being mean like that, not really the Christian thing to do. I'm not here to say whether it's Christian thing or not. I don't speak for the good Lord above. But I'm saying there's going to be a level of uncomfortableness with you and with me in doing something like that. But again... Does that make it wrong? Is it wrong? There's a man destroying lives, destroying livelihoods. He is, period. You may not be one of those people, but if you're a New Jersey small business owner, certainly the owner of a small independently owned restaurant, right now, as we speak, right now, there are small business owners looking at the bottom line in New Jersey and they're saying, it's over. We have to close. Everything we've worked hard for, it's over. There's no money left. We're going to have to declare bankruptcy. And I don't know what I'm going to do for work. I don't know how you guys are going to eat. I don't know how I'm going to pay the mortgage. That's not something that's happening some far off place. That's happening in New Jersey. And it's happening because of Governor Phil Murphy. So allow me to ask yet again, was that right? Was it wrong? Are you ever, am I ever going to make leftists live 
under leftist rules. Four years. Four years of Russian collusion, impeachment, get in their faces. Brett Kavanaugh is an alcoholic, serial rapist. Four years of that. Maybe you're not get in their face in New Jersey and tell somebody to go bleep themselves. Maybe you're not that. But please tell me at least you're not this. Please tell me at least you're not, I'll live and let live. I'm just good. Four years. Who cares? They won fair and square. Let's just go home and play with our ball. We can't be that. You know why we can't be that? Because that's what they want. That's exactly what they want you and I to be. They're dying for you and I to just live and let live. Why do you think all these people circled the wagons immediately after the election? It was borderline creepy how all the elected Democrats and the media had the exact same headline the same day. Woo! It is a time for unity. It is a time for peace. Thank goodness that's over. Let's heal. It's a time for healing. Why do you think they all said that? Because now they have the chair again, and they want you to just calm down. Look, it's peaceful now. I've got it. You can go home. Oh, don't be mad. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that. You just go on home. Go on home. That's what they want. They want you to shut up, be quiet, mind your own business. They want you to not be tempted to get in their face. Maybe it's time to start getting in their face. All right. Home title theft. Cyber crime is something that I find it to be a generational thing. People younger than me, they know all about cyber crime. I will tell you it's a learning process for me still because we didn't grow up with the internet. But the major crimes, the money crimes these days, they don't take place in a bank with a gun in your hand and a ski mask on. All the money's online. Your home title is online. Somebody can easily, and I can't stress this enough, it takes them less than 10 minutes, hack in, get your home title, and forge your signature on it. Once they do that, they take it down to a lending institution, they take out a loan against your home. You don't find out till you start getting late notices in the mail because you have to pay that back. Not your home insurance, you. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and start protecting yourself today hometitlelock.com and when you use the promo code radio that gets you 30 days of free protection free hometitlelock.com promo code radio we'll be back joining me now republican strategist joseph pinion the third joseph i've got to say I'm trying to work out how comfortable I am with how to address Joe Biden and Joe Biden's premise, uh, presidency, likely presidency, if, if that's what we get for the next four years, and this is what I mean. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to conduct myself. I would like to be the bigger person, maybe. He's legitimate president, Joe Biden, absolutely. You know, that's just the way it is. At the same time, how will things ever change if I don't make the left play by their own rules. So maybe he should be Chinese illegitimate agent Joe Biden. What, what is he? What should we do? Well, I mean, here's the issue that we face right now. Uh, you know, the, the media has basically called any person who has raised any semblance of a doubt about this election a kook. Um, here's the truth. Less than 48 hours before people went to the polls in person, 
the media was talking about the fact that our election was under threat from Iran and Russia and China all at the same time. And so I think it's illogical to think that you're going to be beating uh, the drum uh, for illegitimacy for four years, basically saying that the entire margin of victory for President Trump in 2016 was decided by a few memes, some rubles, um, and some bots on Twitter, and then turn around and think that people aren't going to have concerns when the highest vote total in the history of this country um, is cast, and there are statistical anomalies. So I think, to your point, at some point, we just have to admit that we don't know what we don't know, but calling people crazy uh, for voicing the same concerns the media was harping on uh, less than 48 hours before the election just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. And what blows me away, Joseph, because let's just accept the Democrat media alliance are a bunch of degenerates. I, I just have accepted that part. What worries me is I get this feeling from so many on the right, mainly everybody who lives in the D.C. area, that it's not we're finally past that icky Trump era and just shut up. It was all legitimate. And uh, look, there was no fraud. Just shut up and go back to your corner rubes while we elites take back over again. I'm getting this vibe, man, and I'm not liking it. And I think they're making a mistake because that's a big voting block you're trying to toss out. I think ultimately, at the end of the day, if there were irregularities, then evidence has to be presented. Obviously, there's much no. has been made about what Sidney, you know, Sidney Powell has said. Uh, at the end of the day, in our hearts of hearts, I know why people push back so hard, because to believe it would be monstrous. It means that people have literally been, you know, betraying what that flag stands for. They've been betraying the values that this country has been built on. It means that the nation that has been the beacon of freedom um, actually has never been free. Uh, so to even begin to even even think about that um, is something that most people, myself included, uh, don't even want to really give serious consideration to. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that when you have people filling out affidavits that we don't have a duty to try to figure out if they are telling the truth and if there is evidence to substantiate the words that they're putting on paper. So, look, I, I think that's what a free republic uh, requires. Um, it requires loyal dissent. Um, and dissent is not disloyal. Um, dissent is actually what this nation is built on. And I think if we can get past the name calling, get past the fact that people are so enthralled with saying everything that President Trump wants um, is, comes from this selfish place, and get to the point where we realize that it's not about him, it's about the full faith and credit of our democracy, uh, we'll be in a much better position for us to have the robust amount of buy-in required to maintain this republic. Okay, let's talk about position. Aside, let's assume Donald Trump is gone. I'm not saying you're assuming that. In my scenario, Donald Trump's gone. We have President Joe Biden. Yep. Every, every party analyzes itself, or at least the smart ones do, once something has ended and you, when you have a loss. What are the lessons Geo, the GOP can take from the Donald Trump era? What are the lessons they should very much leave behind in the Donald Trump era? Well, look, I think that the lesson learned is that when you take your message directly to the people, we can win. I think even if you look at the fact that he may not be victorious uh, in this latest round, the gains that we had with Latino voters, the gains that we had with African-American voters, uh, those can be lasting gains if the party continues to take their message directly to the people in the interest of improving people's lives. And I think the things that we should also have takeaways from are the fact that we have to make sure 
that we are burgeoning that message and making that message relevant on an ongoing basis. So those people that put their faith in President Trump, those white college uneducated voters, um, many of whom voted for the first time, you have to make sure that you're making that dream that you sold them real on a daily basis, on a monthly basis. So I think those are the things that the GOP can lean into. But I think also what we learned was that much of what Democrats are trying to propose in places like California, in, in, in places all across this country, uh, these socialist policies uh, are the antithesis of what most Americans want. And I think if we can lean into that, if we can put common sense policy side by side with the policies they're proposing that have never worked in the history of the world, we will only continue to grow. And I think that 2022 can be a marvelous year for us and 2024 even better. Now, hold on. I've got to push back on you on that. Are we sure people don't like this? Are we sure that people want our policies over their policies? I mean, I know we all like to convince ourselves of that, but i got to tell you, buddy, 2016, we had the presidency, we had the House, we had the Senate. It is very likely, and probably, we're, we're not going to have the House. We're probably not going to have the presidency, and there's a good chance we're not going to have the Senate four years later. Now, I want to believe that people want our policies and don't want their policies, but numbers aren't telling me that, man. Well, here, here, here's what I will say. I, I think that we're going to hold on to the Senate. Um, I think if you look at where we were in 2018, uh, we actually lost the House um, that was, statistically speaking, supposed to be unlosable. Uh, so if you look at the actual gerrymandering that occurred, let's just be very honest about it. And so I think what happened was that you had somebody who was the builder in chief um, who never actually got around to building the things the Americans thought that he would do. Um, I, I think you had we had an opportunity to reimagine American infrastructure from our roads to our bridges uh, to things like the Hyperloop. Those are the types of things that you could imagine that President Trump being very proficient in doing. And I think much like, you know, again, Obama wasted a lot of his political capital on Obamacare. I think uh, in many ways, President Trump lost a lot of his political capital uh, fighting battles that I don't think the people that elected him um, elected him to wage. And so I think for better and for worse, the, the lesson that should be learned here um, is that we need to not just talk about our values, but and also implement the policies that substantiate them in the lives of everyday Americans. And I think if we can do that moving forward, which I think we'll have the opportunity to do, um, if we, again, have victory in the House in the midterms, I think we can do, um, if this Biden term comes to fruition and is a disaster that we imagine it will be, uh, we'll, we'll be on our, our pathway to taking back all, both the White House and the House and the Senate uh, come 2024. You think a lot of Trump's problem was Trump himself. And I, I'm not saying I disagree at all. I, I, got, I get this feeling a lot. I was hanging with some neighbors over the weekend. Guy told me, I, I, he says Trump lost because of his coronavirus response. And I tell the guy, I said, what are you talking about? It, it did fine. Federal response, mobilized private response, stop travel, he did fine. And he, he thought about it for a moment. He said, well, the press conferences. It was just, it wasn't empathetic. It didn't sound good. And so, look, maybe that's just it. Trump doesn't, he's not cuddly enough for the American people. Look, here's the thing. When his, the history books are written, uh, Operation Warp Speed will go down as one of the greatest feats in the history of the modern world, certainly in modern science. Uh, you're talking about having a vaccine ready probably five times faster than any time previously in history. Uh, this was a monumental task that was before the American people and really before the world. Uh, history will judge him kindly for those things. I mean, the media trying to pretend that warp speed had no impact on how those vaccines were developed uh, will be revealed to be the fraud that it is. 
Uh, but I think to your point about this cuddly nation, I mean, look, you know, my, my, my pastor tells me often on Sundays that we are spiritual beings mastering the human experience. Um, and so I think that there had to be a little bit more care and feeding uh, to the emotional needs of the public, irrespective of the fact that the policies led to the seven million new jobs, the policies led to the increased wages for Americans of all walks of life. At the end of the day, um, we are not numbers on a spreadsheet. Um, we are still a nation united in belief, in soul, um, and in spirit. And I think that if we had found a way to maybe talk about that a little more, which arguably you could also say is why Americans voted for President Trump, not because he was cuddly, um, but because he was going to safeguard um, those religious liberties, put those people on the courts. Um, I think if he had found a way to weave those victories into uh, the thread of everyday narrative, into the bully pulpit that he wielded, I think we could be having a different conversation right now. Joseph Pinion III, thank you, my man. Awesome as always. Absolutely, brother. Talk soon. Man, that guy's good. All right, we'll be back. Joining me now, host of the 13-minute news hour, Republican strategist Bobby Eberly. Bobby, we played a video of Governor of New Jersey, Phil Murphy, that moron getting accosted in a restaurant with his family, people screaming at him, cussing at him. It was the most New Jersey video in the history of New Jersey videos. Right. I loved it. I'm cheering because he's a jerk, shutting down business, do as I, ta do as I say, not as I do. Should I have loved it? Should this be what we are now? Four years of get in their faces? Is it time to get in their faces? Is that not who we are? What is right and what is wrong as we oppose these people? Well, that's a good take, Jesse. And I, I, I appreciate being on the show for one thing. I have a little bit of different take, but I understand where people are coming from because like you said, for years we've we have seen this and the Democrats have gotten bolder and bolder and bolder. You know, Senator Cruz, he went out to eat, people harassed him. Tucker Carlson, people harassed him at his home. I mean, it's gotten to be so extreme where you can't even go out to eat and enjoy yourself. So on the one hand, I'm all for fighting back. I wouldn't do it in that manner um, that they do it, but for too long, Republicans have just rolled over. We've seen it politically, we've seen it in the media. They just roll over and they accept defeats, whether it's in the, the public realm or a policy initiative, they just roll over. But one of the things that President Trump has done, in addition to the laundry list of accomplishments like border and taxes and all of that, is he stood up to the media. That was one of the things that really attracted me to him when there were 17 candidates running in 2016, was that, man, he's going to fight back. He's not going to take this stuff. He's going to fight back against other Republicans against the media, it doesn't matter. If you are going up against him, if you're saying nonsense, he's gonna fight back. And what I've seen is that has emboldened other Republicans. Ted Cruz has been a good example of speaking out against the media about big tech and other people have done that as well. I'm not one to go confront someone in their face and yell at them during dinner, but the policies that the Democrats have pushed for so long that people have just rolled over, they're definitely fighting back, and we should definitely continue to do that. 
See, that's that's where I think I am, Bobby. I I, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't personally do it for uh, for one. I'm a I'm a dude. It comes off bad. I'm a dude, and I'm six eight. So now it looks like I'm physically intimidating somebody. I just I can't. I'm not going to do that. At the same time, I don't really feel bad for sitting back and cheering while I watch some women from New Jersey tell the governor to go screw himself. And believe me, did I make that PG for everybody else? <laughs> I, I, the guy yeah. has it coming. And how long? How long are we going to accept this stuff? People are going to push back. Right. No, I I get your point. And you know what? I, I feel the same way sometimes when you see these reports on TV and you see you know uh, these Republicans or just ordinary people, right? ordinary people getting harassed by BLM or Antifa, and you just say, man, they they deserve what is coming to them. They absolutely deserve some kind of payback for this kind of behavior. So I am right with you, man. I understand that sentiment. And that's why I think too, with the way this election is going, the, the recounts and the challenges and all of this stuff, I hope that they actually, the Trump team pushes through and we discover this voter fraud because people are at the breaking point where they feel that this election has been stolen, that it's not fair, that our votes really don't count. And we need to we need to have that that just we need to find out what's going on because people can't they can't take it anymore. Okay, what should people feel about the election? What do you what's what's the Bobby Eberly take on it? I can't sift through all this crap, man. I have pages and pages of headlines right. and I have evidence. There's tons of evidence. There's no evidence. We can prove it. We can't prove it. I can't work out for all I know there were 70 million votes stolen or there were zero. Right. Right. Yeah. There is a lot to go through. I mean, there is a lot of information to sift through for sure. My take on it is that I am one of those that truly believes there was voter fraud because we've seen it time and time again at a lot of levels. I mean, we can look at the different ones, you know, fraudulent ballots this summer, there was tens of thousands of ballots that were wrong in New York City. A whole race, a local race in New Jersey had to be done again. They threw out the results because of voter fraud. Then, so that, you know, is amplified. It's magnified because of this mass mail-in voting that the states were doing, knowing that it was going to be screwy, knowing that it was going to be crazy. Now, on top of that, you have the Dominion voting machines. You have the Smartmatic software. And this, I believe, is the key to it, because all you have to do is do a little search on the internet and find testimony against these machines, find analysis out there against these machines. I saw one the other day. This guy is actually, I believe, out of Dallas that has he specializes in looking at voter fraud in these machines and these ballots. And there was an election just a couple of years ago where 19,000 people voted in Texas and in Oklahoma on the same day. 19,000 people. And it's because of the manipulation of these machines. So it's documented. This isn't something new that just Sidney Powell and and President Trump brought up, but it's coming to the forefront and we see it in a light that we've never seen it before. I believe that kind of stuff is real, it's documented, and that's why I hope this is pursued because the media, man, they don't wanna cover it at all. They don't wanna cover it at all and just hope it goes away like, you know, like they pushed Hunter Biden. Oh, just enough to have election day. Now we don't need to worry about it at all. This thing is still going on. That's why there's lots of pressure that's being that's coming down. You even hear it from, you know, some Republican rhinos and stuff. Let's just wrap this up. 
when there's no reason to. This is the period of time to actually challenge elections. This is what it's designed for. We have a process, but I really do believe that there's massive voter fraud out there. And hopefully in the time that we have, we can discover it and get it out there. Okay, are they going to push it? How much faith do we have setting the Sidney Powell stuff aside and Trump's yeah. actual legal team? Jenna Ellis and others who I personally know, I, I love the lady. Uh, mm -hmm. do, do we have the goods? Do we think we have the goods? Are we unsure? What? I, I'm not trying to give people false hope and I don't want to rip their heart out either. What should I be telling them? Well, you know what? They just had some more information out of Georgia. You know, like for, for your viewers out there, Georgia is a mess. And now they're going through, you know, they had the un, or initial election. President Trump was ahead. Then they start, they keep waiting on votes from the Atlanta area. And it goes more and more to Biden. And all of a sudden, Biden's ahead. So what you heard about last week, this recount, yeah, it was a recount, but it was officially a state audit where they pick one race and they audit those ballots, they recount them. They picked the presidential race. So what they did was they didn't verify signatures again or anything, they just took a stack of ballots and counted them by hand rather than counting them by machine. Well, because the race was so slow, they're at, or so close, they're actually going to do an official recount. So they're gonna do another one, but word just came out today that there's no way to do the signature verifications to verify that this stack of ballots came from people that should be voting? Or is there a big chunk of them that they should be thrown out? There's no way to really tell. So I really don't know, Jesse, how you make progress on the Georgia side. The Pennsylvania side, that one I think is a much more clear cut, much more winnable for the Trump team, pull out, throwing out you know, thousands and thousands of ballots because they basically broke the law. You know, the state law was saying you can't have ballots after election day, and then they just changed it. The state, the governor, and the Supreme Court of the state backed him up and said, yeah, we can change it, we'll take them later. Well, the legislature is responsible for that law. They're the ones that govern the elections. And I think that is a much clearer case. So like you were saying, for folks out there that are wondering where we have a chance Pennsylvania looks good, but obviously Pennsylvania is only one state. We could turn that, that's 20 electoral votes. Doesn't put President Trump, keep him in the White House. So there has to be more in play. And that's why, you know, I'm just, I'm just waiting. To me, it feels like that the only way that President Trump gets reelected is on the Sidney Powell side, is if we can show that there is this massive voter fraud at this machine level where ballots were counted multiple times or things were changed. Otherwise, I don't know if these court cases pan out enough to put the results in, in Trump's favor. Bobby Everly, that was outstanding. Appreciate it, my man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, appreciate it. Do you like puppies? Apparently alligators like puppies too. Hang on, I'll show you. We own a dog now. I didn't want a dog. I'm not a pet person. Now, I understand dogs are the superior pet. It's really the only pet, period. The only one who loves you back, but I'm not going to go into that. I didn't want a dog, though. But we had to go get a dog. And we had this little dog, and my boys named him. So, of course, they named him Fred. 
kind of name is that for a dog? But the thing is, it is kind of cute. And you come home, and the dog's just going crazy because he just wants to come see you. You're just the greatest thing in the world, which you know that about me anyway. But the dog just wants to come see you. So normally, I would look at a video like this, and I would say, dude, that guy's crazy. Should have just let it go. But now, I guess I kind of get it. Enjoy this video of a man saving his dog. Man leaps into the water to grab a hold of his King Charles Spaniel and wrest it from the jaws of the alligator. It takes several seconds until he's able to put the gator down, shake the puppy from its grip. The puppy did suffer a puncture to its belly, but is doing just fine after a trip to the vet. I don't know if you noticed, that man had a cigar in his mouth the whole time. Just to clarify, that may be the most American video I've ever seen. A man, cigar in his mouth, jumps into the water to wrestle an alligator for his dog and never drops the cigar. Ha! I love this country. All right. See you tomorrow. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum. Sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, get 10% off. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.